That reminds me of the Key and Bill sketch about black eyes. <laughs> I I don't know if that's familiar or not. I in college, this is I, I want you to know the recording has definitely started. In college I was really into Key and Peel <laughs> and I probably watched it all at that point in time, but man, college has been a solid decade plus ago now, sadly. Much as I hate to admit that. Yeah. Hi everybody. My name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka yeah. the objective geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And this podcast is all about Key and Peel. You you've been punked this whole time. It's just building you up. <laughs> talk about Key and Peel. And what did I see? Was Key in like one of the newer episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway, or like a get like a guest star on the new Whose Line Is It Anyway, or something like that? I get those. I I, I have not watched the new Whose Line Is It Anyway, and since high school, and I used to love Whose Line Is It Anyway, like hilarious show. Wayne Brady is probably he's a comedian. Hmm, I'm thinking about. <laughs> If I'm thinking about like some of the most talented, multi-talented people, it'll probably go Jamie Foxx. Okay, that's good. I know. And, I wouldn't have thought of that. And probably Wayne Brady. Uh, he can act. He can probably voice act. He can sing. He's like improv, obviously. Like that guy does everything. Unmatched uh, improv, probably. I uh, I'm, I'm fine with whose line. Wife really likes it. I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, but on the new, I get clips of the new, like, past few years Who's Line all the mm. time. And I feel like he was on there once. I bet he'd be a good improv person. Anyway, listen, funnily enough, today's episode is also not about Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. So it's a brilliant segue, if you want to think of it that. This this the last time we'll do this. But we are going to give you our thoughts on Ted Last. I don't know why we decided to make this exception, other than it's a pandemic. It's an interesting show. We both like Jason Sudeikis. And what was the initial? Was it that we were talking about Scrubs? And then we're like, we got to give this Probably. show a chance because it's from Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Yes. And I don't know why we decided to make an exception, but like, yeah, why not? Let's throw a review of Ted Lasso <laughs> season one out there. Now I feel like we got to. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. None of our regular listeners, all two or three of you out there, are probably like, oh, gosh, this again. I guess this, this will be the week I check out. That's okay. Sorry for that. And I understand. Uh, but Give we, us no, one more, is... <laughs> and then we won't do it again until the community movie comes out. Ooh, we won't yeah. do it again until the community movie. <laughs> we probably Everything else will be strictly animated uh, or directly related to Avatar Universe until... No, don't, don't, make, don't, don't make that promise. Who knows? Indirectly, but... <laughs> subjectively related in our brains... To <laughs> listen, they were about to start filming the community movie, but then the writer strike. Um, I do recall that. I recall lots of uh, I'm no, going to call it smoke at that time. So, wait, are you talking about in 2008 in the last writer strike? No, are you no, talking about like recently, right, right now, like okay. maybe last yeah, year yeah, there yeah, was lots yeah. of smoke around the start of writing the movie, but yes, 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 yeah. I, listen, I still maintain that it's not, I will never fight that it is a good show. I don't, not that I don't think it's good, but it's just a perfect Sean, like you get the ensemble, quirky comedy, does not take itself seriously at all. Like it's not a sitcom. It's just a pure it's a comedy. It's Sean show. It is. It, the first three seasons <laughs> are like they were made for Sean to watch. Um, so yeah, 
we will we will break the law again for community. But today we're going to break it for Ted Lasso season three. I promise we won't do it anymore. But but what it boils down to is that Ted Lasso is a really good show that everybody should give a chance. A chance. That's where I'll stop that. But Chris, yeah. we don't have a structure for this. We're just going to talk about mm-hmm. our thoughts on Ted Lasso season three and or overall thoughts on Ted Lasso as it is presumably done in its current state, in its current iteration. Uh, yeah. However you want to start this, I have no structure whatsoever. Structure in my head is overall, maybe it's a few great standout moments, standout characters, and uh, Ted Lasso overall. Anyway, but we don't have to stick to that. I mean, we probably won't, even if we had a structure. Ted Lasso season three, I freaking loved it. Like, and I, and I waited to watch it because I was like, I just want to savor, savor kind of this. And so, like, even though you you had shared the uh, Apple password, I was like, you know, I'll just wait, wait a while, and uh, even it didn't disappoint. Even when I started, it was already four or five in, and yes, then you yeah. waited a couple couple weeks longer. <laughs> yeah. It just occurs to me we're probably the only two people where there's more than one person on a podcast, and neither of us is really like an Apple person. Not that we're against Apple, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> But like neither mm, of us. I'm against Apple. I'll be against Apple. I'm pretty against Apple. I just don't want to upset most of our viewers who probably are pro Apple. But uh... sheep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Your phones have really great resale value. Good job. You, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so happy. But listen, uh, it is funny that like we have to like drum up an Apple ID every two years when a new season drops. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the world just has one. Um, sorry, I interrupted you yeah. talking about nonsense. Uh, season three, I love season three. Um, the I love what we're doing with these characters. Um, I think Ted, no, that's more of an over, overarching thought. Um, season three, like the crux of it is that like they're out of. I'm like, I can't talk to the what league they're in. They're out of the Champions League. Champions League. Champions. And they're in the Premier League. Yes. <laughs> if it's champion or championship, we apologize. We are like Ted. We don't know soccer. <laughs> the lower champions or championship league. Yeah. And now they're in the Premier League, and like they go through all these things, the the, the triumphs and stuff of the year. Um, this season wasn't so much about last year. Last season, I felt it was a lot about Ted's anxiety and getting over it. And this year was more so about Ted's acceptance on, of what he actually wants. In life, um, which is uh, great, it's fan fantastic. Ted Lasso as a character, I think, is one of the. You know, in my head, I, I have like a list. Yeah, forget stretcher because now I'm going to overall. Though. Yeah, next. Uh, <laughs> in my head, I have a list of like these are some of the best, most aspirational characters. Ever. In aspirational, not in the character themselves, but in the design of that character, like aspirational by the creators. Uh, aspirational sense of like what they stand for, what their life goals are, credences are, their effects on other people, their levels of empathy, their levels of using their emotional uh, intelligence, the levels of just like if 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 we could all aspire to be more like these people, society would be better. 
Those characters are okay. uh, Wonder Woman. Like, great. Uh, that's probably the only superhero on this list. Because, like, I love Batman. Yes, I do love Batman. But Batman what? has a few issues. <laughs> and so he's not on this uh, this list. Even though I absolutely love Batman. He just has a few, like, internal <laughs> uh, mental issues that he's still working through. Um, but, so, superhero-wise, Wonder Woman. Everything about her is, is... She's always been written to be so... Uh, strong so smart but so empathetic still she's very much a not tomorrow so wonder woman uh arnold shortman from hey arnold i think is probably the most aspirational character that's a, that's a like great he does right there i like that nice. <laughs> i was not i would not have seen that coming <laughs> nice. um like he like he he gives and gives to people without wanting anything in return ever um he uh even his bullies like he he helps out because helping is the right thing to do like no matter what arnold wants to help people uh and i absolutely love that about arnold he's so he's not he's not like he doesn't have any special gifts anything like that he's just a normal boy who just wants to help people his, his coolest gift is an awesome bedroom yeah that is his superpower uh, sorry when i was in Tulsa recently i went down to venture stock uh only had to sell and i was wearing i have this gerald from hey arnold shirt and i talked to the, the clerk there uh if i could talk to this person for like had a great conversation i'm uh, impressed uh, that you went into a vintage stock and that somebody there talked to you People never. Talk. You can cause a lot of thing, a lot of disruption in vintage stock before anybody will pay attention to you. And oh, the true. ones that I well, frequent, I was checking out. I was buying something. <laughs> okay, so they that explains a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they were like, "Oh, nice shirt." Like we were talking about Hey Arnold and stuff, and I was talking about how much I love uh, Hey Arnold, uh, how much I love the character of Arnold, and then. Somehow we got a conversation with Avatar products. I was buying a bunch of action figures for Avatar because they're very much on sale. And and then I was talking to this person about Korra, about Avatar, about the Yangchen novels. Like we were both just like, yeah, the, like Kyoshi was so great here. Anyway, shout out to that person. I had a great conversation, even though it was only like five or seven minutes. Anyway, back to my list of most inspirational people Wonder Woman, Arnold Shorman from Hair Arnold, and I would, uh, Iroh. Definitely, uh, I was on the list. Aang is maybe on the list, sort of. I really love Aang because, and we might get to this in a future episode, Aang um, has a sort of belief system in him, and he will not yield to like society's standards or, or expectations. But he is unwavering in his convictions. Love that, but he, he doesn't make this list almost. But Iroh makes this list, and then we have Ted Lasso, a character who believes in people, who doesn't want to do, doesn't want to be petty ever, just for the sake of being petty, because he sees that it's it's better to 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 reach a hand, it's better to use your hand to reach out to people rather than to push people away. And for instance, uh, which I would wish I would have saw more of, like he had that video of of Nate 
that was like so embarrassing of Nate ripping up the believe sign and then he like hides away and he says he can't even reach the sign at first, he gets a chair, and he has to wait like oh, like almost ten hours. It's an embarrassing video. And like coach and not uh, beard and uh Roy. Oh my gosh. Roy. Uh, Roy's like, oh, we should show people this. And Ted's like, eh, that's not the thing to do. And, like, Ted still thinks about Nate. Like, he's still concerned about him and stuff. He could have been petty. A lot of people would have been petty. Like, Nate was completely disrespectful to him. Completely uh, betrayed him. But that's not Ted Lasso. Like, Ted is different. Yeah, he, he has his own problems and things. But he wants to believe in people. He wants to inspire people. And he's being a little bit more open and, and honest with people. He fundamentally changes everyone who's around him. Anyway. That's that was a, good, a lot. That's a good list of aspirational characters. Uh, season so three. I don't know if you able to think of a fifth. I don't know. I have enough people. A list of four people isn't going to be a fifth one. Uh, Virgil Hawkins, aka Static Shot. That's fair. I was going to okay. say TJ from Recess, but I like where you I like where you took the answer. It's funny, a lot of people bring up Recess when I talk about Hey Arnold, and like, I don't consider Recess like as good as Hey Arnold. I don't think the show is as good, uh, but you've got a different set of nostalgia. So, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, didn't have, I didn't have cable, but I did get Recess every Saturday morning on WB, ABC? maybe? No, nah, ABC. ABC, okay. So I got it for an hour, and so I got way more exposure to Recess. So I would imagine... Uh, in places or in uh, I don't know groups that had less cable, you probably get more of a. But it's like the same time frame and a similar type of show, right? Like kind of a feel good, um, mm-hmm. same. But no, Hey Arnold certainly got a higher quality to it, of of just writing and character, uh, character diversity and things like that. But um, no, Ted Lasso season three took me a little longer to get into. I think it starts off. I'm going to say a little heavy-handed. It could have just been the mood I was in at the time. Through the first couple episodes, uh, the middle episodes are very kind of emotionally compelling. I'm going to say that kind of four through seven, give or take. Um, and it, it eventually it did hook me in again. It could have been a mood or something like that, but it, it, I wasn't as hooked right away. But then the last, the last three episodes, by the last three episodes... I was completely emotionally invested and I experienced as much satisfying closure <laughs> as a show has ever brought me sometimes in the ways that you would expect, but not in the way that it just gives you literally everything that you want or that it gives you every single thing that you feel like is supposed to happen or whatever. Right. But still just like the most good closure from the end of a season to the end of the show. So by the end of it, um, I was completely invested um, I'll just caution. I, I, did, I think there's just a slightly, a slightly slower start to this one, just to to get things rolling. And I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the phrase "heavy-handed" just because I can't think of something better. You know what I love? I love that the complete opposite <laughs> to sort of start uh, of you. I feel like I was hooked from episode one of, of this season, and I was I really loved. The episode, so there's 12 episodes. I really loved pretty much everything up to. Honestly, I loved every episode. <clears throat> but really loved the middle of the, there up to probably episode 10. Episode 11 was really good also. And the finale, 
have a weird issue issues with the finale. Can we talk about the I love the finale first though. real quick? The middle. Sure. Let's so, go. Yes. Yes. We'll, were... we'll get to the finale eventually. Something about this middle, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to be good at pinpointing which episodes that pull my phone pulling it up on my phone, but there's a middle handful. I'm going to say four or five episodes that were so emotionally gripping in like a character by character way. Okay, that, yeah. So that I think like, it it felt like I was learning deep dark secrets or whatever, like about my friends or something like that. You know, it was that's that's where uh-huh. I eventually did get hooked in. So I think it starts off in this little pavy is episode six where they go to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like you start to really see Jamie and Roy really kind of grow their friendship together, which I love that. Dynamic, and independently, but... right? You get the together, yes, but also yeah. just as independent characters. Yeah. He learns how to ride a bike. <laughs> Jamie teaches me how to ride a bike. That's hilarious. But also very character driven, like, you say he didn't learn how to ride a bike because his grandfather was going to teach him, and then he came back from somewhere and his grandfather died. And, like, that says so much about Roy Kent. Like, he picked up all this stuff. Uh, oh, my God. Well, and even his reaction to that, something stuff. on the order of, I realized that not doing so is probably a disgrace <laughs> to his final wishes or something. Like, even his yeah, no, response exactly. to that was, like, the right. Yeah, episode six, you're probably right, is it, it flips and a then... real big corner. In episode seven, so in Amsterdam, Ted comes up with the triangle offense, if you so will. So he thinks, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he thinks, which I love that because it shows that um, Ted is, is getting better. Like, he's, he's thinking strategically about soccer, the game that the show is about but not about. We'll try he's not getting to do, better at it. We'll try to go non-spoilers here. I know there'll be light things like that, but... Okay, yeah, okay. But, um, like... But, I don't know. There's only so much that you can spoil in this show. Like it's not, yeah. a, it's not a gotcha show or anything like that. But yeah. no, that was a really I, I like... that was a really satisfying episode. Right down there again, right down to the very end of the episode, where there's just that little bit plot twist when he's on the bus at the end. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, and then also, yeah. Um, and then you find out Ted finds out that this strategy was already invented. So that shows like. Yes, Ted is getting smart, but he's not that smart to invent a whole new freaking way to play a sport that's been around for more than 100 years. Uh, and so then, episode eight, uh, Ted has the this whole, like, the leak thing uh, with uh, Keeley's uh, nudes. And, uh, and Ted fights the urge and Ted has to get over his, you know, his wife moving on without him. Uh, that guy. Hate that guy. What a douchebag. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? What a douchebag. Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. They, they almost do him a little too dirty in the show. They don't do anything that explicit, but like he could just be like a normal, decent guy that, you know, Ted's ex-wife yeah. moves on to. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get to him yeah. in. I'll get to him in the finale. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's a good spot. Uh, and then episode nine, which is I think uh, an amazing episode. One of my favorite it's episodes. About, it hit me in the feels real hard. Uh, 
Yeah, me and uh, Heather like holding oh. hands, crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. We we got really we got really invested in uh, this is the Isaac episode, right? The Isaac and um, yeah, Colin and episode. Colin. Yeah, we got really yeah, invested exactly. in both, and it just we're just yeah. sitting down over here in these two recliners, like holding hands, <laughs> just eyes welling up. That's, that's adorable. It was. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an adorable great, episode. There's no episode. other way to react. Yeah, it was good. Um, hey, happy happy Pride Month! Oh, yeah. Pride hey, what? A, that's a good. Yeah, I would talk related. So I, mean, I made that video probably you know about the five years ago, maybe five. Shoot, it might have been four or five years ago. Uh, the LGBTQIA plus uh, representation in Avatar. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like is that that video is like outdated now. <laughs> like, I don't have any Rangi. That was before Rangi. Uh, that was like when Kyoshi was like, well, it was confirmed that Kyoshi was by, um, but it was like in the snippet in, in Turf Wars book. You didn't have the content behind it yet. Yeah. Yeah, now that you have the contest behind it, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you go through, like, her love story with Rangi, it, yeah, the video is for <laughs> Like, if I had to redo the video, which I'm, I'm not, because I don't make videos anymore, I'll have to add Chris in. Chris going to come uh, out so of retirement for Pride Month. <laughs> you know, it takes forever to do. It does. It has me, like, a good, I, I, have, I have no mental capacity right now to get back into doing YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, my other hobbies... Right now, my hobby is Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And everything else has just been... Like, I haven't touched my action figures since it came out, like, at all. It's just Tears of the Kingdom. That's yeah. it. No, that's a good hobby right now, man. That's a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous game. Um, uh, yeah. La, La, La Locker Room. Uh, La La La, I can see it. Episode nine. La Locker Room Oxfoley. I have no idea how to say it. Sorry. So yeah, so I think those, I think those episodes in the middle are probably what's the peak. But it's it's like a a a plateau. Um, For me, great. It was like character development in every episode. Usually an A plot and a B plot, but in those A plots, you're getting like peak character writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Uh, Nate's early ongoings. Yeah, he was a lot more involved in the earlier, uh, in the earlier part of the season, and I think it. It shouldn't. I shouldn't be surprised about his arc, his character arc, because it's not necessarily that. Difficult to write. Um, oh, well, that's that was a dumb statement for me not to, to, to say that. Of course, these writers are freaking amazing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I could go write this. But my, 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 my point is, is that he wasn't so far off the beaten path that he couldn't have a redemption uh, for yeah. us to see. Not I thought like, that was pretty. That was very human, though, right? Instead of a redemption, to me, it felt more like. Like, he made one yeah. wrong turn, you know what I mean? Like, instead of a, yeah. a good guy gone bad guys, it felt relatable. Like, no, nah, he's a good guy yeah. who had a rough patch. Um, so, yeah, yes. Yeah. I liked it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Jamie Lannister throwing a kid out the window because he didn't want to get caught having sex with his sister. 
Right. Uh, it was a, a guy with uh, with his own <laughs> career dreams and aspirations. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Who, who made a bad, who, well, who made a good business decision and a bad personal decision. He did make a good, he, he made a good business decision. Yeah. Like, you go to this other place, you get like free cars and, and stuff. That, you're way more noticeable. You're the head coach. That felt hyper relatable. And that's, uh, I, I love that. I loved his whole, even if it was a little, I, I guess you'd say there was like a dip in how much involvement we needed from him. Like they, they got him in the episodes, but like he didn't have a starring role in most of those middle character episodes yeah. so much. The, the thing I love, the part of him that I love the most. <laughs> Was when Ted's son is, is visiting, and his son's like, I'm gonna go to the game. And they're like, Well, there's only one game today. And they go to see, <laughs> they go to uh, whatever that team was called. I don't, I don't know team. my team, even after watching the whole thing, no. I, I got nothing. I, I think Man yeah. City is where Jamie used to come from, and I can't remember Nate's, I can't, I can't remember Rupert's bad guy team. Yeah. Um, so they go watch that play, and they have and they have a lot of fun, and then like they're yelling like, "Hey, Nate, good job, Nate!" Like that's so freaking Ted to still bring them on, and like when Nate sees them, Nate's not like this. He's just like, "Oh, it's still like my friend." Like, that's a good. It confuses him to plant. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, and then later, and then later, uh, Rupert's like, "Oh, I can have him never come in and sing a test or something." And then he's like, "Yeah, good, thank you." Um, but I uh, it's, Heather, it's found interesting... shirt, Heather found this shirt at uh, Academy Sports for like five dollars. She got it for me. Well, I know this team see. name. I know it's AFC Richmond. I think. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it is. Can remember yeah. the good guys team. They have uh, side note. They have and Apple is always like great marketing. Like they have they. They partnered with Nike, and they did this commercial for like the last episode because you know they had a big game. It was like, hey, we got a big game, and it looked if the commercial was shot with like people, like the fans you see in the in the bar all the time. Like, oh, you you have to see. It. Go go check my Twitter. I retweeted it. Great freaking commercial. Hey, uh, that's something that Apple just gets right across the board. They do. They're marketing team. Top notch. No substance sell, behind it. Just they, all superficial garbage. They could have something that phones have been having for five or ten years, and but they can market it in the. <laughs> Does Apple have split screen yet? That's a great. I question. use split screen on, on my I'm phone all the time. Assume that they do. This is way too far off the beaten path, but I'm excited. There's finally. I've always been kind of a Mac Mini. Uh, supporter. I think that's an area that nobody on the Windows side has done yet, but now there's even like a better Windows Mini PC that you can buy off the shelf. And so, anyway, that's that's way too far. Oh, let's go. One episode that was also really good. Um, I think it was Signs. Uh, the episode where, um, um, Wait, uh, the episode where... Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Hang on, I can't remember his name. Uh, over here. Sam. Where Sam's restaurant gets vandalized and, and stuff like that. Great freaking episode. And his father comes, and then the, and then the team 
I'm smiling. Ah, yeah, that was also. There was each episode was a really great dissection of of a character. That's probably the show's peak. Is that handful of episodes? The whole the whole show, its peak is probably in that handful of episodes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Uh, yeah. Chris. Oh, you know, I thought of so, one thing I needed to say about the beginning is that one of the turnoffs for me is that I didn't love the Zava uh, plotline. It, it felt kind of unnecessary, and you kind of you kind of knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to amount to much. It felt like, yeah, but I think that is a good critique. Minor, I'm going to call it a minor qualm because he still was kind of an entertaining character to watch when he was on screen. But um, anyway, he was. I he was annoying to me because to me he contradicted. The team aspect, like he was held to such a higher regard than everyone else, um, and everyone seemed fine with it. Like no one had, except for Jamie. Literally just Jamie. Um, like, even the- Taylor's like, oh shoot, who cares? He has like the corner locker room with four lockers, and everyone worships the ground he walks on. And, That's part uh, of why I'm using the the phrase heavy handed is like for an over the top. Like I know there's over the top personalities in sports, right? We we talk a lot about sports here. Uh, we watch a fair bit. Uh, but but he was just like a hair too, too much. I felt like yeah, um, like even even Kobe Bryant, who is known, I was the most one of the one of the best ball hogs ever. Uh, he's never been. I think like he still that. understood. Like, always Kobe understood yeah. the purpose of the triangle offense as a means <laughs> of getting himself points. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't like all right you four go stand in the corner and let me iso all game right he understood <laughs> how to make the offense work to his advantage so i don't just ever this I'm, I'm making too big a deal of it minor qualm with the first two episodes first few episodes that's a good qualm let's talk finale uh, though let's get to uh, finale or at least the last I... couple episodes i probably last two i suppose uh, so the the next couple ones is the international break where like Rebecca tells that group of businessmen how dare you try to sell the teams and or not or, or do a whole new league and that guy goes crazy he's funny that's a funny actor I forget his name but really funny actor uh, that that like African businessman mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then there's the one where they go to uh, they play Manchester. And they go, they go see his mom, which is a really weird relationship. <laughs> it's a little bit of a weird episode. Yeah. Uh, but good episode, though. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, real quick. the Seeing Roy see posters of himself on Jamie's wall was yeah. my favorite part yeah. of that episode. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great moment, great moment there. Um, man, so many great moments. When, when a team travels... I think it just makes for really some of the best, I don't know, interesting dynamics. Anytime they have to travel for a game. I don't know why that works so well for me, but it it does. Like the game before, you know, when they went to Amsterdam, that was a really good episode. Like getting people just out of their comfort zone makes them a little bit more vulnerable for character development. And well, and then you're getting animosity of, of, or at the adversity of being, you know, somewhere different somewhere else yeah yeah not welcome home yeah yeah 
they they do a nice job too of of representing how seriously the sport of of football is taken there too. They they represent it nicely. Um, I told Heather I was like the only thing is I do feel like if your team was about to finish top two in the Premier League and you had an open practice, they had like ten people in the stands yeah. watching the big musical. I was numbers. like, like this... no, those stands would be packed. I had the exact same opinion. I was like this, and I, and I thought it'll be one of those things to show almost the passage of time. Like at first it's those three, and then it's like, been a and then it's stadium. like twenty. And then it's a stadium to watch them do practicing. I thought that's how it would be, yeah. and that's probably how yeah, it should have been. It probably should have been. I, you know, honestly, how it is really is. I bet none of them have open practices. But if it were, like those people would go insane for for that. Uh, that would be. I, I, that that now that I think the idea of an open practice seems like a logistical nightmare. It that is. Yeah. Couldn't happen. Like yeah. you need security. You need. Pretty much everyone there that's there for an actual game. My first thought when I saw that particular one, they do the great musical number, which we won't spoil too much. It's just great in the finale. My first thought was, there are more people at KU football spring games. That's <laughs> far. <laughs> yeah. That is a far, far, far bigger deal. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like right now, like if the Nuggets had a pra- had an open practice right now, if the Nuggets did, yeah. what would that look like? It'll- I would think at least a quarter of the stadium. I would think bare minimum, but they're not trying yeah, to make too big a deal probably. of a small thing, but it could have been, as you described, it could have been a nice uh, metaphor of of growth and success. Yeah. Uh, so, last episode, the So Long... <laughs> the episode's called So Long Farewell. Uh, <laughs> I never even paid attention to the episode titles. Reason, uh, you know, I can't pronounce them sometimes. Like you mentioned the French one earlier, and it's like I'm not gonna remember yeah. that five minutes. Yeah. Um. They, you know, they have the big last game of the season. Like, will they win or lose? You know, something's on the line. I, I, I thought the champion. I. <laughs> I wasn't fully aware of what was on the line. We, I know. We Americans don't understand it because there's no bracket at the end. We don't get it. But they had to win to possibly win the league. They had to win, and the other team had to lose in order for Richmond to win the league. But there's no bracket. We we like brackets over here. We silly Americans. But nonetheless, the stakes still fell high. And so that's all that matters. Yeah, a championship Um, on the line. Yeah. Yeah, um, great. I I love the episode. So when it comes to series finales, and that's a question in and of itself, I felt I'm gonna keep contradicting myself here because felt emotions, strong emotions watching it, but it was almost like the writing wasn't doing the work, the actors. For doing the work of the emotions. Okay. That's a lot about the actors. I have an example of where I would agree with that, yeah. I'm sure we'll think of more of it. Like, I expected the writing to be a little bit better. There'll be moments between Ted and Nate where, <clears throat> where I want a good conversation between them. But instead, it's just like, hey, we, don't have to, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Like I wanted some like profession of 
of I almost wanted like the moment of Zuko apologizing to Iroh. <laughs> like like that type of sense of just like you've done this and this and this and this. I also wanted Ted to say like I've never lost faith in you. Like that picture that you gave me of us hugging since you gave it to me it's been hanging and it's been on my couch. It's been on my table right next to my couch. I see it every day and I see you every single day. Something to that sense. Okay, maybe that was too deep for Ted. Uh, <laughs> but and, I mean, I suppose the difference is, is uh, you know, here we're talking about sorry. lives and careers, but not like life or death. Like, I don't know, Iroh and Zuko's felt like life and death, but I get what you're saying. Just wanting a more, a, a deeper conversation to occur there. Yeah. And so the, there's also one aspect that was I, I was for sure like when they introduce this this uh, narrative device, I was like, oh, this is going to come back. So Trent, Trent Krim, uh, formerly of the Independent, uh, he, he was brought on to the team. He was like, oh, I'm going to write a book about your team and the season and your successes and stuff like that. And so he's been writing this book this whole time. He's been around, right? Been taking notes and stuff. So I thought him as a character was supposed to be our eyes and ears into the team. And then at, the, at the series finale, he will kind of wrap up in some narrative fashion, almost like the last paragraph or page of his book. He will wrap up what makes Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, what makes um, Richmond, Richmond. They didn't do that at all. Like, I almost felt, to me, that like, you know, they, they say... Like in, in writing, if you put a gun on the table in the first act, that gun has to go off in the third act. Like you just can't introduce a narrative device and not use it. Like I almost feel like they were writing the finale and they had it in there, and then they were like, "Do we need it?" And then at one point they decided they didn't need it. I, I, I expected that, they needed that. I expected us to see Ted turn to like the last page of the book. Like I didn't expect us to get into the book too much. But I expected to see like Ted or Beard or somebody turn to the last page, and then that be where he introduced his fourth, what it, like the, his fourth point yes. in total football was or something like that. So not that yeah. we get a ton of insight, but that that's where like that little piece of closure would be like maybe Trent filled in number four for him because he didn't know you something like a little corny, but but cute. Or number four was Ted, or maybe he said that already. Uh, I was expecting a really good wrap up there from from that. Uh, I, I did like Trent Krim being on team mm-hmm. i like i've always liked that character and especially like in this season because he was such a a uh uh advocate for uh for one of the players on the team so i keep it a little bit spoiler free because i think it's one of the best freaking things yeah um I, I, I love that roy refers to other trent as better trent in the press conferences that's like one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, parts uh, of the whole show is that he calls him better trent There'll be moments in in the show that I would just laugh. Okay, yeah. The writing's not okay. I feel like I keep crapping on writing in this in this, but I'm not. It's, it's, it's not. really just a testament to the actors. Like I've never seen acting done so well that it's just comedy. How they're reacting and acting to things. I know there's writing in there. I know there's writing supporting them as the foundation, the structure. Mm-hmm. 
but the, the the actors are just freaking delivering it. I think the I, I don't know if I'm I'm trying to say what you're thinking here, and I don't know if I'm hitting on the nail or not. But like what I would describe it is that the writing is not over engineered. It's not mm, yeah. overly complex or or taking like lots of crazy creative liberties. Like it just is solid, relatable writing that I don't know. Just it it just does the job like, crisply. Like the writing in Community done freaking. It's writing on like the highest level of writing that you can get to. Like the only person on community who probably uh, um, goes off script more is probably Donald Glover, mm-hmm. but everyone else kind of sticks to the script. And the script is freaking hilarious. I mean, you're reading it, it is fun. <laughs> that's that's like what's his name Harmon. Just that's that's his thing. Yeah, right? Is is wild. Yeah. Wildly over-engineered, but still appropriately connected writing, and this is yeah. not that. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is not that at all. Like if I, like if I describe to someone a moment that made me laugh out loud, they'd be like, "Oh, okay." They they wouldn't get it. You you have to see it to get the experience. Whereas if you read a joke from a you know Thurgood community or Rick and Morty or whatever, you're probably going to be like, "That's funny." Um, yeah. I didn't care for. The the way that I liked the ends of how the Roy Jamie Keeley wound up like like mm. I liked the end result but I didn't like how they did it in the finale like I didn't like the means am I saying that right? yeah I, I liked the ends I did not like the means I agree but I also liked them uh, having confrontation. I do like the confrontation. I sort of. Like, I, I don't. Wanted... I, I don't. I don't know how to write it. I, I I agree with what you're saying. I don't know how to write it where you still get that physical confrontation, but you don't write it in that sense of of making like an ultimatum. I that sort just of was hoping of... that it wouldn't come to fruition until like the next day, and that she would just see them, like like kind of beaten and tattered. Like what the hell happened mm. to you guys? And then yeah, 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 yeah. they could kind of half explain, and maybe she just catches on and be like, and and kind of give her answer you, yeah. there, yeah, something like that. Just I don't, like, just... You, you effing idiots! Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then yeah. you still get the same ends, but with like a less childish uh, process. I still want the fight. Yeah. I absolutely want the fight. Yeah. But... Even though we didn't see, it, how fun would have been? How fun would have been? I think they can't they show it because you have to figure. <laughs> He just—I know Roy's got knee problems, but like, just as an actor, he's such a big, like, intimidating human. How how would you show him taking a punch from Jamie? I don't know. It would have been great. Yeah, I would. That's that would have been a little bit more costly. Yeah, but uh, you know, Um, hey, that speaks to my other thing with the last episode is that so like to have your conversation to play some of these things out maybe a little more. Honestly, that last episode could have been longer, right? I don't know if I need a whole nother episode uh but but there's a lot of little things that like that could have used another minute two minutes yeah uh let's let's do uh chris uh recommendations on the on the season and then the the series overall uh, you said recommendations on the season. What do you mean recommendations on the season? Well, just uh, do, do you have a preferred rank of seasons? Is this your favorite season? It's oh, oh, I guess. Okay. Um, hmm. You know that's really tough. Season two is my least favorite. 
That's probably easy. Um, Same. Season it deals with the one hardest, is, the hardest stuff. Season one is probably maybe season three is my favorite. I think season three is my favorite. I think I'm at three. One's got the most charm. Three's got the most closure. Two is is the the necessary part in the middle. It's still very good. Um, I think right now, yeah. I'm glad that three, they are cutting three, one, it. Two. I'm glad they're cutting it at season three. Oh. Like I don't know what else they would have done to to kind of make it. I'm more not like sure. They, they designed it very well for three seasons. Sean, I'm not sure this is the last... I think this is the last Ted Lasso episode. Because I think Jason Sudeikis is... I think this is the most logical conclusion to this character's story. But I think Richmond, FC Richmond... I think, there, I think there'll be a spinoff show called um, AC Richmond or Roy Kent. You know, and I'm not sure that show's going to be successful. Because Ted Lasso, as the character himself, is... He wasn't, like... If I think about screen time, season one, he was probably, like, 80%. Season two, 72%. You know, season three, probably more, like, 55% of the focus. I think uh, uh, there's money There's money there um, because yeah. it was successful, right? So you have to expect something else to happen. I think without Ted... It's not that it becomes a bad show, but you're literally losing the face of the show. So it could be a very good show, but you would just kind of instantly. No, uh, I think they they retooled the show a little bit, call it something else. Uh, Roy Kent will be the, probably the mo- more so the main character, working through his uh, issues and problems, and uh, maybe each maybe the way it goes, like each character. You know, Roy has his three years of growth, and then another character gets there. I don't know. No, that's that's I think, redundant. I think uh, you could make a, think a decent enough show around Roy, and then you know the other two assistant coaches. Yeah, are are engaging enough for lots of good B plot type type. I'm stuff. pretty sure that there's no news of this or anything, but I am eighty percent sure there'll be a spinoff. There's there's money to be made there. It's extremely popular. I mean, it's what any would do. They purposely, also, I think they purposely left some things closed, some story, some story points. I'm sorry, they purposely left some story points open ended. If you if you cut it off right now, I'd I'd still say I was totally satisfied, even if you didn't fill all those gaps. I would too. uh, But no, places who produce TV shows are are notorious for not leaving money on the table. And I said it's popular. It did well. Yeah. Uh, Warner, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Is, produces the show, and it's on Apple TV, and they don't really have that many more products for uh, entice people. I, I hear I they scroll, have a lot I of good. Through there, man, and I just there's not a whole lot else on Apple TV for me. I'm, I'm gonna watch Shrinking because it's all from Bill Lawrence. That one's probably a little bit more serious, but also has comedy. Uh, so I'm, I'm really interested to get into that. Um, but I decided just to wait on that. I think all yeah, all season one is available to watch. So I'll I'll start watching uh, that here soon. Uh, and then my overall thoughts, I I do think season three is my favorite. Obviously, it's only, I mean they do insist upon each other. You have to watch one and two for for three to be as good as it is. Uh, but I will. Yeah. It, I know we've said it already. I will say it again. It's it's not that any one aspect of the show 
is like, this is the best show for this thing that we've ever seen. It's just that it's really good across the board with a really wide appeal, even though it doesn't seem like it should. And so if you have uh, any any love for kind of, I'm going to call it relatively grounded comedy, uh, drama that is not, I don't know, not like exacerbated drama um, per se, but like kind of relatable stuff. If you have any room in your heart for those that you need to go watch all three seasons of Ted Lasso, they're only 12 episodes each too. And that's a factor, right? Like you're talking a 36 episode times 40 minute commitment, right? That's a solid, it's a couple of weekends of binging, you know, a few weekends. Uh, quick, quick question, Sean, who's your top four characters this season? Number four? Or you can go. Number four. Oh, uh, yeah, let me go first. Okay. I'm struggling with number four. Let me come back to that. Number three is Rebecca. Number two is Ted. Number one is Roy. Ooh. Let me come back to four. Who's my number four? Isaac. I love Isaac. He's like a, he gets like a, he gets like a good arc. It's very consistent throughout all three seasons. Uh, it's it's not a huge, major, big swing or anything like that. Just a good, solid, consistent upward momentum. Uh, but like in the background, oh, okay. as far as character goes, give me an give me an Isaac as my number four, just off the cuff. Mm. Oh man, I'm gonna go. You know, Rebecca wouldn't even make my top five. That says a lot. I thought she took a little bit of a backseat this season. She doesn't no, she really have didn't. a uh, tremendous arc. I know they try to play it like she does with the whole yeah. watch Rupert burn to not, but, uh-huh. but she doesn't go through like a drastic, they, they try really hard in season three to, to, to make that something. And I don't know if that quite comes to as much fruition, but I really like her. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave her at three. Right. I'm going to go Colin at number four. Great choice. Um, We could have used more Colin before season three, right? We really get into yeah, yeah. season three. Colin number four. Sam number three. Roy number two. And Ted number one. Could have used more Sam in season three. Like season two, you got good Sam stuff. Yeah. Season three, we didn't get quite as much Sam stuff. I don't think so either, yeah. Um, that's a great list. It's hard to argue with those characters. And, you know, neither one of us even touched on, you know, Jamie had a really big arc. Um, it was great too. Really well handled, I thought, right? Like it's, it's, it's big, kind of exaggerated, but very engaging the whole way. Um, who else has just good season one to season three? I mean, Nate, right? Like Nate could have appeared on a list. Beard. Yeah. Beard just his beard kind of is a plot device just in his own right. Um, he's he's not much of a character to be beloved, I guess. Um, I like Trent Krim. Trent Krim is different. Like he he was he started off kind of. You're supposed um, to think of him as kind of the bad guy in the early going, not the yeah. bad guy, but yeah. annoying press. No, yeah, we get. Yes, that's great. Who else? We even. I'm really bad with 
with some of those other player names. Um, Zoro gets the mask. I don't know how to say <laughs> Zoro. Gets the Zoro mask yeah. at the end. I love that. But he, there again, he doesn't really have a big arc. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? Nope. His, char- his character name is... Uh, his character name is Thierry Zoria something. I didn't know his name was actually had Zoro on it. That's awesome. Anyway. Uh, Danny Rojas has a little bit of art. No, I think we covered the big ones, and they're all very Danny Rojas. Probably the most uh, beautiful smile I've ever seen on any person. He, I, <laughs> he, I hope he's that happy in real life. Like, he doesn't have to be I do, too. He just, like, he's got a, such yeah. a handsome smile, too. You would have to. That smile is not fake. That's not a... You, unless he's, like, the world's greatest actor. If he is, he's knocking it out of the park. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris, Ted Lasso. A lot of fun. Uh, A lot of feels. Uh, Not too many feels, though. Like, the fact that I was able to watch it tells you the level of drama that it is. And it is there, but, like, it's it's manageable. It doesn't try to kick you while you're down or anything like that. For the most part. That's what I hate in in drama is, like, you're already down, you're already feeling bad, and then they gotta come... like curb stomp your feelings farther down. You don't get that in Ted Lasso. It's not that kind of show. That's like HBO drama. Funny. It's a it's a show whose main characters deal who main character deal with uh, a lot of anxiety, but the show itself isn't that anxiety producing. Like some shows like purposely to get you into the shows. Like, well, they won't. They these stakes yeah. are so high. Like, I feel like Ted Lasso is going to handle you really well. And treat you nice. Won't 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 beat you up too bad. We'll get your heart racing, like it'll get your heart going in a good, get your heart in a flutter, but not running. If if when I say drama, you think about like HBO dramas, like it, that's it's not quite, it's not that level of. Like Game of Thrones is intense. Every episode is like. Game of Thrones intense. tries to tries to hurt you. Not really by subverting yes. expectations, because at a certain point you just expect if you like a person that they're going to die. So it's really not subverting expectations. It just finds ways to hurt you. And Ted Lasso doesn't do that, and I think that's what makes it feel a little more grounded yeah. and relatable. I think. Yeah, there's not as much tension yeah. in the air. Agreed. Anyway. We've been talking for a really long time, Chris. I'm we just have. Gonna, yeah, let's stop. Let's stop. But let's say, go watch. Like I said, if you have any room in your heart for that kind of comedy... A kind of easy watching comedy drama. Uh, go sign up for a free every once in a while. What Chris and I did was Best Buy. You can just get like a free three months, something like that, of Apple, of Apple TV. It'll just be totally free. Uh, go do that, or borrow it off a friend, or realize that you, unlike us, already have an Apple phone and give it a watch. Right? If you have an Apple phone, do you get a discount Wait, or something? I imagine. I don't I think, think it's free, so. but I bet you get like a heavy discount. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My wife has sure. Like T-Mobile, if if you have T-Mobile, don't you get free Apple TV or something like that? Jeez, I don't know. I have T-Mobile also, but I, I haven't tried to push it because I have free Hulu from when I had from when they were. I originally had Sprint and I have free Hulu from that, and so I'm just want to keep my free Hulu. Could be. A I don't year. know if I change stuff. Yeah, like, it could be like a year or two. Like, hey, when you move to T-Mobile, here's a free year of Apple's. I don't. I don't know for sure, but there's there's ways to get Apple TV very inexpensively and i think it's <laughs> worthwhile so um hey thanks for bearing in there with us for one more one more ted lasso episode we'll stop now <laughs> my name's sean yes. that's my friend chris ford aka the objective geek of youtube and twitter fame 
was Avatar The Last Podcasters. I'll put all the details down in the chat. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. If I can find the button, there it is. See you next time. <laughs> You know, I don't like the opening to Taylor, so. It's not my favorite song. Not my favorite music, yeah. Not my favorite. I mean, I guess it works.